Listener Production. Your Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Wednesday, the 16th of June. History has unfolded overnight with a free trade deal between Australia and the UK locked in. It's the UK's first major trade deal since Brexit and is set to boost the Australian economy by more than $1 billion, with tariffs easing on a number of key products, including cars, meat and cheese. Here's UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson. We hope that there will be uh, even more uh, trade between the UK and Australia. And the, and the broad outlines of the deal, as you can imagine, is that uh, uh, you give us Tim Tams, we give you, we give you penguins, uh, uh, you give us Vegemite, we give you Marmite. And we'll have more details on the deal coming up shortly in business and finance. Meantime, after the historic announcement, Prime Minister Scott Morrison met with the Queen at Windsor Castle. Mr Morrison praising Her Majesty after a successful UK visit with world leaders at the G7 summit. You were, you were quite the hit. <laughs> Everyone was talking about you at dinner the next night. Oh, oh Lord, were they ready? They were. They were thrilled <laughs> to see you. Also making news this morning, Swimming Australia admits they could have done better amid damning allegations of a toxic culture across the sport. Last week, Olympic medalist Maddie Groves announced she was withdrawing from Olympic selection trials over the treatment of women. Deputy Chair Tracy Stockwell says an independent panel will be set up to investigate sexual misconduct and mistreatment allegations. We have heard and we are listening to what the allegations and, um, you know, I have empathy for those athletes and for all of our swimmers. And this is one of the reasons why we are are having this independent panel to look into what is the extent, um, how can we make it better. The future of a Tamil family reunited in Perth overnight still remains unclear. They've been held in detention on Christmas Island since 2019, but Tanika was rushed to a Perth hospital last week with her mum after suffering a blood infection. Her father and sister jetted into WA late yesterday. The family will remain in Perth under community detention. And Immigration Minister Alex Hawke has told the ABC they won't be returning to Biloela anytime soon. Not under this uh, residence determination I've made. They will stay in the community in Perth. That's the decision I've taken. And that's where they'll remain while all remaining matters are heard. Um, and that's appropriate because they, their immigration status hasn't changed. They're still unlawful non-citizens. That's been backed up by multiple tribunals and courts. And New South Wales authorities have issued an urgent health alert as it investigates the possible transmission of COVID in hotel quarantine in Sydney. Genomic sequencing has shown a couple has an identical viral sequence to that of another returned traveller. All three were staying in adjacent rooms on the fourth floor of the Radisson Blue Hotel. All three arrived in Sydney on the same flight from Doha on the 1st of June. It's not known at this stage exactly how the trio became infected. Anyone who worked or stayed on the same floor of that hotel have been told to get tested and isolate. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. And we start in Victoria and authorities are set to clarify when the next round of COVID restrictions will be eased. It's expected the travel ban between Metro Melbourne and regional Victoria will soon be lifted. But our reporter James Lake in Melbourne says authorities are still very nervous about new infections popping up. Yeah, they have every right to be nervous, Tash. Initially, yesterday morning, authorities reported zero new cases in Victoria, but revealed two new community infections by the afternoon. 
They were in two men in a South Bank apartment complex and their close contacts to another resident who tested positive at the weekend. That whole building has now been locked down with its 200 residents inside. It is reminiscent of last year when several public housing towers were locked down as cases started emerging amongst their residents. This one will be watched closely to ensure the virus doesn't run away on us again. And to New South Wales and another major Hollywood boost for the state, with Russell Crowe planning to build a major film studio in Coffs Harbour. The Oscar winner has a property about 25 minutes away where he's lived for several years. Reporter Cherie Coleman is on the mid-north coast and Cherie, we're hearing the red carpet will be rolled out for the official announcement later today. That's right, Tash. The Deputy Premier and Treasurer are expected to join Rusty to unveil the plans this morning. It would see a family-friendly movie studio built at Pacific Bay Resort. That's a four-star beachfront resort where cast and crew could stay and film on site for long periods of time. The Daily Telegraph reports Crow will bankroll the studio and the state government could designate the region a dedicated jobs precinct, which could help cut red tape. Now for the latest in business and finance news this morning, we're joined by Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool. Good morning, Scott. As we reported earlier, history was certainly unfolding overnight with the free trade deal confirmed between Australia and the UK. So are we set to lose our Tim Tams? <laughs> Good morning. We desperately hope not, don't we? Our Tim Tam is, is too important to lose. We are going to pick up cheaper scotch, maybe some cheaper cars. That's if you're in the market for a Rolls or a Bentley, but that's uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's their own. I'm certainly not in that market. Uh, it, look, it's, it's a deal that's worth doing. Free trade is worth having. Removing trade barriers just makes everything a little bit cheaper and a little bit more efficient, so that's all good. Unfortunately for all the headlines, this is going to add... I, I saw the UK numbers. They're, they're expecting it to add 0.02% to their economy. We can imagine something similar. So fractions of a fraction of a percent. It's a good thing. Free trade is better than having tariffs and stuff. Unfortunately, I don't know the numbers live up to the hype of the political spin this morning. Is it good news, though, for our primary producers and farmers? Look, yes, it is to some degree. Uh, it makes things a little bit cheaper because tariffs come off. And so if you're a, if you're a British consumer or, or business looking around and saying, where should I buy this particular commodity from? All of a sudden, you can get it from Australia a little bit cheaper than you used to. So that's absolutely a net positive. Um, and so, you know, there's no, there's no downside to that. There's nothing, nothing bad about the trade deal from a, from a farming perspective in particular. As I said, it just, it's not a big enough deal economically to really warrant the headlines, but worth having as a general rule, because I think, as I said, if we can improve living standards, if we can improve trade, then we should do it. Devil's always in the detail. Scott, also this <laughs> morning, is. a number of companies hitting their own record highs helped the Australian Stock Exchange to its third consecutive all-time high. This is incredible. The market is absolutely flying at the moment, Tash, and there is just an absolute welter of stocks hitting all-time highs. In, among those, West Farmers, Commonwealth Bank, ResMed, James Hardy, Domino's, and a whole heap hitting their 12-month highs. Businesses like Woolies, Perpetual, Orica. Um, it is a market is running hot. I mean, you do expect if there is market highs that companies will be hitting their own highs. You can't have one without the other. Uh, but it just does go to show how that economic and market recovery continues not even 18 months after the original diagnosis of COVID in Australia. And talking about running hot, gosh, property prices continue to increase. They've increased 6% since December as the average New South Wales home now hits more than a million dollars for the first time. It's astonishing. And of course, we have a national audience, but that, that number was just too good to, to miss. $8.3 trillion Australian houses are now worth. That is 6% higher, as you said. And it does seem like a running theme. And we do tend to return to this topic every few weeks because the 
you know, inexorable rise of house prices just seems to continue and continue. And as you say, the, the average New South Wales home in particular now worth more than a million dollars, rises pretty much right around the country. It just does go to show also some research yesterday from UNSW talking about how effectively under 35s can almost give up buying houses that is just getting that expensive to get a pot deposit together and afford the, the price. So there is real policy change potentially needed. Uh, of course, if you're a, a landlord or a homeowner, you might just be cheering the fact that house prices continue to rise over a million bucks in New South Wales on average. Incredible. Thanks so much, Scott. Thanks, Tash. Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas. And Brett, the Aussie men took centre stage at the swim trials last night. Yes, good morning, Tash. Of course, it's been the women dominating the trials so far. Kayleigh McEwen setting a new world record. Ariana Titmus, of course, setting uh, national records. Last night, as you said, the men stepped up. Rio gold medalist Cole Chalmers won the 100-metre freestyle final with the fourth quickest time in the world this year. Chalmers in front. Who will take second? Way out in lane at number eight. It could be an upset for second. Chalmers is first, Temple is second. Yeah, Matthew Temple also qualified, coming second under the qualifying time. Uh, Zach Stubblety-Cook, a name to remember, swimming a national record in the men's 200-metre breaststroke final. So a couple of big results last night. And Victor Radley to the NRL now is under investigation for allegedly being kicked off a flight from the Gold Coast. Yeah, the NRL Integrity Unit is now looking into this. The Roosters uh, have self-reported that Victor Radley was allegedly kicked off a flight while intoxicated. He flew to the Gold Coast on the weekend. We know he was there to watch his friend Ben Thomas debut for the Titans. Of course, he's out at the moment, Radley, with a five-game suspension. Now, the NRL's head of football, Graham Annesley, in his weekly media conferences again defended the crackdown on high shots, but admits that they got two calls wrong on the weekend. Kobe Hetherington should not have been sent off at the Broncos' loss to the Raiders. Kevin Proctor deserved to be sinbin for the Titans. He denies that the system is broken. I don't agree that it's a lottery. The referees have very specific instructions. Uh, they have to make a quick assessment based on the live evidence when they see it take place and based on one or two quick replays. And they might introduce some new rules if players keep milking free uh, for penalties as well. That was the other thing to come out of Graham Annesley's presser yesterday. And Brett, to the AFL now, the Magpies could be without two of their star players this weekend. Yeah, we spoke about the NRL's crackdown on high shots. Similar in the AFL, Jordan Dugowie given a one-game ban for a bump on Clayton Oliver. Darcy Moore has a knee injury. There are some fears he could miss the rest of the season. And this morning, the Socceroos beating Jordan 1-0. Perfect so far in their eight matches of World Cup qualifying. Through to the next round, and the Matildas drew nil all with Sweden this morning. Great. Thank you, Brett. Thanks, Tash. And a Kelpie in Victoria has sold for an eye-watering sum at auction, setting a new world record for the most money ever paid for a working dog. Hoover was sold to an anonymous sheep farmer for more than $35,000. That price, more than ten grand above the previous record. Goodbye, I'd say. And that's all you need to know to start your day with your morning agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also find the latest episode on a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Listener.